What's up, guys and gals, fellow whiskey sippers? This is Whiskey Biz Podcast, where we rate and review whiskeys under $30. And tonight, we do have a special guest with us. Yes, we do. Very special guest. We have Chris from Soakline, Whiskey Army, all sorts of uh, fun endeavors this guy's going through. Quite the impressive guy. Um, Chris, do you want to give, your, uh, give a little bit of overview of what you do, kind of rundown for the listeners? Yeah, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Um, I think I twisted your arm just to get on here. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> really appreciate it, man. Um, so Soakline is the, it's really just my handle that I started a couple of years ago um, on YouTube, just making some nerdy whiskey videos. I just love the history of whiskey. I love the science of making whiskey and, and all that fun stuff. And so I just went with Soakline on TikTok and did a few twerking videos, and now I'm TikTok famous. <laughs> I did. Decided to start uh, Whiskey Army, and uh, we can get into that if you want. It's just a high level. It's a platform to connect brands with creators. So that's awesome. And yes, we're distilling our own stuff, our own lawnmower fuel, but we can get into that uh, after we get drunk. <laughs> for, for sure. You know, that's really cool. I know uh, it's like whiskey's kind of been in the last 10 years prior to maybe the last year and a half, it's kind of been, you know, if you drank whiskey, you drank whiskey. If you hadn't drank whiskey, you'd never think to try it. Yeah. And now it's kind of changing. And now it's, especially on the bourbon side, it's becoming like a, a lot of people are, yeah, it is kind of trendy. It's very trendy. And I don't know how long this is going to last to be quite honest, which <clears throat> I mean, it's good and bad, right? For the industry. It's good for your small guys. It's good for the guys who are, who are able to put out pretty much anything and it's going to get eaten right up right. and, um, you know, eaten up by the distributors, eaten up by the consumers. Now, if it's good, of course, then you can continue to sell it. If it's bad, it's, there's so many things out there. It's a double-edged sword that if it's not good, I can skip your bottle and get something else that's 30 bucks and, you know, a little bit better. But I think that the fad part of it will eventually, like everything else, I think it will eventually die out. Then we're going to have a huge surplus and we're just rubbing our hands waiting for that to happen. Um, you know, when they're trying to get rid of land. Uh, so yeah, I think it's, it's certainly right. <laughs> probably started like five years ago. I would say it's kind of when I think we've started to notice where's, where's everything that we like. So hopefully that bubble. Yeah, true. True. Especially, especially coming out of Buffalo trace, right? Like yeah. that's probably the, biggest on the secondary market right now. Pretty Dude. much every line they have except for Buffalo Trace is secondary. Yeah. I mean, th they're hitting home runs with everything. Now, I mean, to be honest, let's let's understand that whiskey is sold with 51% corn, 49% bullshit. And they are doing <laughs> a great job with that formula. And th they've got good stuff. It's hard to it's hard to, you know, downplay some of the stuff that that they have, but I got I to gotta say, though, there, there's a million other products that are as good, maybe not better, but as good for a little bit better price. You can find a little bit easier. It's a terrible time to be an, a whiskey beginner and be told that you need to start right. with Buffalo Absolutely. Trace. Absolutely. It's just going to bang your head against the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can find Buffalo Trace pretty easily at $22, $24. Yeah. But anything else the from their here. line? Yeah anything else from their line we can't find eh taylor small batch for less than 70 we can't Shoot. find you you know stag jr is upwards of 300 dollars a bottle here i mean i was lucky and i found a bottle at 100 and i grabbed it as soon as i saw it yeah and it's about the same for us i mean we'll 
from time to time. But, but I'll tell you this also, it's funny because this also during this time should really tell you which liquor store owners you need to become friends with, the ones that you need to patronize because the ones that are taking advantage of this and screwing people, you need to remember them, never go back to them, um, tell your friends not to go to them. I mean, there, there's right. a lot of liquor stores just gouging people. I don't say gouging. I mean, look, if you can do it, then do it. I, I'm all for, you know, free cap, you know, free market capitalism. Um, but, but we don't necessarily have to shop there. Right. So there are only a couple of liquor stores around here where I can get EH for, for, um, you know, retail 49 bucks. But again, there's just so many things on the shelf right now. It's I'm kind of okay. There's 10 other bottles you can pick up and have a good experience with. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. We found out a lot of bottles that we would have never had just through this podcast, but, yeah. um, talking about bottles that we can't find, you yeah. got us a very cool one or you helped bring in a cool one, which is whiskey row. Yeah. Um, let me grab mine. Yeah, absolutely. Which the bottle itself is, is quite nice with the sticker being, um, almost like a, a dollar old newspaper, old newspaper. That's, right? what I'm I guess that's, from it. that's better. Yeah. That's a better I get like old matinee, you know, something yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a gorgeous bottle. I mean, these guys have done a great job. We can get into that at, at some point, but you know, honestly, we can't even, I'm in Georgia and these guys are only right now distributed in Kentucky. Um, okay. But again, they are, they're Kentucky artisans distillery. And if you guys know anything about them, they are the same people that bottle Jefferson's. They also yes. bottle the Jefferson's ocean. So that's their two, that's their big, you know, brands that they, they kind of earned that brand and kind of, and, you know, put them on the map. And then whiskey row is their in-house bourbon, their in-house whiskey. And they make okay. some other bottles cool. and gins and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's a, the one, the one that I've had is stellar. I haven't had this one yet. So I'm excited. Yeah. You know, the only thing that scared me is I'm not a huge fan of 80 proof. But yeah, I will say yeah. this looks pretty dark for being an 80 proof. Um, I don't know yeah. if you guys At can see. At least uh, with the light that we have right now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it seems it's darker than I would expect, but it's aged four years, which mm -hmm. that's that's pretty good because I think you said this will come in at around $30. And that's a one liter. Yeah. So you're it holding is a one the liter. one liter at $30. Yeah. So the 750, I believe is like 21, 22. Um, yeah, I mean, so this is, in my opinion, this is almost like a steal. Now, again, not having it, just comparing it, you know, to the uh, shipping port version that I had, I, that's one of the best bourbons that I've had in probably three years. And I put it out on TikTok as such, you know, uh, it was just, and it's a blend and it's fantastic, you know, it's fantastic. So really looking forward that's to this awesome. one. Yeah, definitely. So this is the Honey Hole Selection, also the green label. I'm guessing that's going to probably be the easiest way for someone to find it. Distinguish which was, which is which is the green top or not green top because it's, it's a wooden top with a, I think fake cork. Yeah. It looks like, or it's, it's like a synthetic cork. Um, yep. but it's a, it's their 18th century corn recipe. Um, yeah. it's a high, I'm guessing a high corn recipe. Um, yeah. High corn mash bill. Um, yeah, so but, this one is the, so just kind of give you an idea of the differences. Can you guys see this? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. So see the labels, the shipping port, actually comes out with different labels or different tops with this is called the beige. And so they got beige, orange, red. They do a couple of different ones every year. From what I understand, this 18th century will be more of a stable product. Um, okay. But the difference there is, yeah, I would imagine that the green label 
uh, they'll just keep with the 18th century. That's um, awesome. But this is a blend of, it's actually a blend of a high corn from Indiana and everything that they blend, they always make sure to use a Kentucky bourbon. Um, and that's with all their products. So this is a blend of Indiana high corn bourbon and the whiskey row four grain bourbon. Interesting. Um, they age it, they blend it, they bottle it all right there at Kentucky Artisan Distillery, which is in Crestwood, Kentucky. Um, so yeah, and it's their in-house brand. So I'm really, it's so good. And I don't want to play it up because I haven't had this one yet. No, so I get that. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's always cool seeing, I mean, that's one good thing that's come out recently is all the new distillers, all the new, like people are getting more creative now with their batches. Yeah. You know, I mean, Jefferson's talking about Jefferson's. They had the idea of putting it on a ship. Who would have thought? Right. Yeah. And it's funny because if you look at when we see them hit the shelf, they're new to us, mm -hmm. but they've been around six. I mean, I'm not just them. I'm talking, you know, other distilleries. They've had to be around for six, seven, eight, nine years before this. Right. Exactly. Just to get up and going, just to get stuff in barrels, just to get their name out there. And I run across people all the time, these new distilleries through Whiskey Army. I'm like, hey, is this new? And I'm like, well, not really. You know, we've been making it for 12 <laughs> years now and people finally have heard of us outside of Ohio or wherever. But uh, yeah, they're, they're just popping up all over the place. And I tell you what's, again, part of this double-edged sword, part of this fanaticism around whiskey right now has caused the price of sourced whiskey to drop tremendously. You and I right now, could start a distillery, to start an LLC, call it a distillery, and go to MGP and buy a barrel for less than $2,000. MGP, they are so good at making this product. It isn't, I mean, they've got it down to an absolute science. It's a factory. Um, so, you know, some people don't like that. They say it's going to, you know, it's hurting the industry because anybody can just start, you know, start one and, and uh, just start firing off barrels. Mm -hmm. At the same time, it's putting these bottles in our hands that we never would have gotten. And maybe people are doing something a little different. So I don't know. I, I, I kind of go back and forth on that. Yeah, I know. I've heard uh, Kentuckians are not a big <laughs> fan of it or they're a portion of them that are not. But you are right. Yeah. MGP makes great juice. Good at what they do. They make wonderful bourbon. And I, I mean, I have countless numbers on my shelf. So, yeah. but I mean, I do enjoy, like, I think Old Forester is one of the best, uh, best bourbons that you can easily find. Personally. Old Forester? Yeah. Yeah. My favorite bottled and bond is a, it's called, you guys don't mind me turn around doing this, right? No, this no, is, it's uh, all good. This is Old Forth bottled and bond. It's an Atlanta based product. You can only find it in Georgia. It's MGP juice, huh. but it's aged here in Georgia in a bonded warehouse and people that have something against MGP, I, I hand them the bottle and I don't tell them, just say, try this. They go, right. Oh my God, that's amazing. It's, it's a bottle and bond. And he, well, that's MGP juice. But what these guys did with it was unique. It was different. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, I think there's pros and cons to probably both sides of that argument. Definitely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but regardless, we still drink it. So, you know, yeah. it, it, to Who's me, the sucker? It tastes we good, are. It tastes good. Yeah, I mean, it, if it tastes good, it tastes good. I'll buy it. If it doesn't, I'm not going to buy it again. So I don't care where it comes from. If I enjoy it, that's all that matters. 
Um, but I'm really excited to try this now after you talking about whiskey row a little bit. Um, and that is Kentucky artisans or Kentucky artisan distillery. Yep. We struggled over that in a TikTok video yes, earlier for about definitely 20 minutes, both of us. <laughs> um, so yes. So excited to try this. Um, we'll go ahead and give it a pop like we usually do. Give it a pop. I'm going to grab my glass. There Ooh. you go. That slipped out very quickly. Um, I think I almost said. knocked out. Oh. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully she didn't say that. Um, Just wanted to throw that out there. All right, so we got to do the soak line thing. So you got here's what I do: pop it, lick it. Oh, okay, that's okay. I'll, I'll okay. let you do that. I don't think all three of us should lick it in COVID times. No, no, to no, be no. honest, I don't. I don't know. Well, not on these videos. Maybe on your OnlyFans. <laughs> right. So, so that's what you guys do over over there at Soakline is uh, pop, lick, and <laughs> sniff, or. Pop, lick, put it back in, <laughs> and then, well, after you pour it, so you got to pour it at some point. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> so it comes and through again, almost like know, I haven't had haven't had whiskey in a week, so uh, <laughs> since I've been sick, so this is gonna be good. It it comes through uh, color wise almost like a copper slash bronze uh, color inside the uh, yeah. inside the glass. Yeah, yeah, it. It looks either higher proof or aged longer than it is, right? Um, yep. It it yeah, I'm excited. Anything so yeah, you you got it. You got the nose started. Um, oh yeah, look at you guys getting anything on the nose right now. A little bit of like the ethanol, probably like a dried fruit as well. That's coming through a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I tend to pick up a little bit of rawhide with these guys, which I love. I absolutely love that smell. So it's I mean. That's what I pick up generally. So, so Definitely rawhide, like, like leather. Yeah. Yeah. But not yeah, like a base. But not like a basement, more like a saddle. If you've, you know, been around that. Got it. I have not. Uh, Charles, Charles. <laughs> his, uh, his girlfriend rides horses. So fiance, our fiance, fiance, sorry, shoot all this, you know, it changes so quickly, even though I've known this for like six months now, I don't know. Um, but I, yeah, I'm getting a, it's a little peppery. Yeah, not too much, maybe a little anise in there, but it it smells inviting, and I think that's the most important thing. Like, it smells like I want to drink it, and I'm struggling to not just drink it. And, and yeah, I don't so think we here goes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, I, actually, I was gonna. So sorry, yeah, go, ahead. go ahead, Chris. I was gonna say they just sent so the mash bill on this one. It's around a seventy percent corn, twenty percent rye. Or 20% wheat and 10% malted barley. So, um, oh, no, no. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Uh, the newly arrested. Oh, no. Actually, that's not the best field. They were just kind of giving a background of it. Sorry, you can edit that part out. But uh, no <laughs> so I, I don't have the mash bill. <laughs> well, that was. No problem. We know, it's high, we know it's high corn. That's it. So I'm guessing you're probably right with 70% corn. That sounds about right. But. All right. Um, are, are we ready? Yeah, let's do it. And, Cheers. you know, just to uh, kind of fill the, the space here, but like the sweetness on the nose is, is I would say still a little fruity for, for me rather yeah. than it being like a caramel or vanilla that you normally pick up. Um, but yeah, I got to get yeah. that first one out of the way. Right. Well, the first one I was having, a hard, I was trying to pick up some sort of uh, flavors on it or some, some of the flavors and I was having a hard time. So it's pretty complex to be honest. It really is like it hits smooth and hot and pepper and smooth and corn at the same time. I'm going. Yeah. I, I was going to say it's definitely a lot smoother than what I was kind of anticipating. 
And this yes. is again first one in a week. So for me, I'm <laughs> right. <laughs> breaking up You're... all the crud. Well, I would <laughs> I would agree with it does come in a little hotter than the proof. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way though. It's not like it's a bad thing. Could be good because you don't uh get hammered on uh you know, you have three glasses of this, you aren't gonna get hammered. Yeah. And I will say this, it's it's a good product. I mean, everything they make up there I'm a fan of. Um, if you, if I had to pick, I would, I mean, they're, they're shipping port, but the shipping ports three times as much, you know, two times as much, whatever it is. Um, but again, f- for a good value for a one liter for $30, um, if oh, yeah. you are an 80 proof person, again, I, I probably like you guys, I tend to go hundred above. Right. Um, just cause you can continue to play with them. You can proof them down. Um, but this one, I don't think I would touch being that it's 80, right. There's really no, nowhere else to go. Um, Agreed. But I, I could see me drinking this a little bit more. Yeah. Now, I was thinking, could you mix this? But I don't like mixing lower proofs. Mm. Um, I like to have a little higher proof in my mixed drinks. Well, but, okay. Um, and my initial thought was like, okay, so since they're wanting, the, or they have this at the one liter for $30, are they trying to compete with like the Jim Beam, the um, Jack Daniels, and all of that as well? Um, That's a which good question. I, I, I feel like they kind of are, but this one plays really nicely as a, a neat. It, it's, it's not one that like I, I would want to try with Coke or, you know, mixing in any other form. I think at the one liter, they're almost more along the side of like early times, right? Because that's the only other one that I can think of that comes out only in a one liter. Buffalo Trace does. They make yep, a one liter, but they have the 750. Like it sounds like this one's only going to be in a one liter, right? Um, I believe they have it in both. No, it's 750 and one liter. Yep, okay. It's got okay. Both. Good to know. They were just cool with us and gave us the one liter. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. This is, this is very tasty. I'm, but to me, it is really complex. Um, I'm just, it's hard to pick out the different flavors. Yeah. Which, I, which I is good, which is good. Um, now, Chris, do you like to have your whiskey with on the rocks or or with a little water, splash of water? Or are you one that keeps it neat? So I, when I'm trying a new whiskey, I, I have somewhat of a system that, that I try to stick to. And it's always two ounces in, do the, you know, do the nose, taste it um, a couple of times. And then I'll typically proof it down. So depending on what I start at. So if I'm at 100 proof, add about a tablespoon, get it down to 80 or half a tablespoon to get it around to like 92 or something. So I do like to play with them. Um, if it's below 80, I typically won't add water. However, with something that's blended or complex like this, I'm curious to know if water is going to bring out any of the oils. Okay. Um, because I don't believe they chill filter this at all. I think they, I think it's all non-chill filtered, okay. which okay. may leave a little bit more of the esters and oils in there so mm-hmm. we, we may add some, i may add a little bit of water to this see what we get just just to see what you get yeah because uh, i mean on on the finish I'm, I'm getting a little bit more of like a grainy um but with like a, a dried fruit like uh after i flavor. can see like, that like I don't, I don't know how to fully yeah. uh explain that but because it's it's not like overly sweet. There's a sweetness to it, but it's a mellow sweet to me. The spice is there, but it's not a heavy spice. It's kind of a mellow spice. And that's probably because it's what's it's a it's 
we'll say it's approximately 70% corn. No one, no one knows right now. We'll find out soon, but, um, like it seems like it's high corn mash bill, which it says it is. So it's probably around 70. Um, but I'm not getting like nothing sticks out. The sweetness doesn't stick out. The spice doesn't stick out. It's very just even keeled. And I would say we, we tend to talk about this a lot. This would be a good entry level bourbon Absolutely. for someone yeah. coming into bourbon. I was just about to say Agreed. that too. And, and I would agree with that because you could, if you expect, okay, I typically tell anybody starting out in bourbon, start with bottled and bond. And the reason why is I'm a big fan of if you're going to learn to do it, learn to do it right and start at 100 and then start teaching yourself how to proof. It's super simple. There's calculators online. There's calculators at SoCline.com. Go check them out. <laughs> so, so you can proof it to 90 and then you can proof it to 80. And as you learn to do that, then you can start finding stuff on the shelf with similar mash bills. And then it doesn't matter what the proof is because you've taught yourself if there's an 88 on the shelf, you can pick up a 90. It's going to be close enough. If there's an 80 on the shelf. You can pick it up because you've proofed it down to 80. Um, so at any rate, I typically tell people to start there, but I think you're right. The reason I would probably push this as well is because it's complex enough to where I don't think we're going to, if, if you try this in two days, you're going to pick something out of it. Mm-hmm. I, I think our confusion right now is because there's so much there. Um, I think as you continue to revisit this, those flavors that were hidden somewhere will start to come out. And then I think a week later, a month later, that's even going to change. Yeah. And I could be totally wrong, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and you know, say that I think that's the way this one's going to work. But a little bit of water smooths it out just a, t- just a hint, but it doesn't pull anything additional out. I think it just makes it smoother. Absolutely. And it still I, goes both. I mean, God, it just, it's like rocking the boat on both sides. I don't know what to pull out of this. It's, as, as I just want to keep drinking it. I know. That's <laughs> and I, true. I, and I was going to say for as weird as it sounds, it's like a, a liquid candy for me right now. Not necessarily yes. saying that it's like a, a sweet candy that you would think of. It's, it's just one where you're just wanting to keep on. Uh, it sounds weird to say this, and I didn't say this before, but we can get slightly inappropriate and oh, offensive yeah. at times. Um, but it, you just want to suck on it. Like <laughs> we've all been there, <laughs> you know, it's, it's good. It, I, we had, um, recently Burnside reached out to us. I don't know if you've had them before out of Oregon yeah. and they aged their bourbon secondarily in Oregon barrels, Oregon oak barrels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it was the same way. It's like, it's so complex. I just, we were struggling to pick out any sort of flavor. And, but I think the most important thing, and the reason we did this podcast is to kind of give the newer whiskey drinker or even someone that's experienced with, they drink a lot of whiskey, but you see a $30 bottle on the shelf and you're like, never ah, seen never it mind. before. Yeah. And you're like, uh, it could really be shitty. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why we went this route. Or it might be something on the shelf you'd never even consider because it's an ugly bottle. We tend to pick yeah. by bottle. Right, like cool bottles. It's the way you pick women. I mean, let's be honest. (laughs) If people want to get mad at you for saying that, that's just the way it is. Um, But no, I'm the same way. And it kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier. If you have a beautiful bottle and a shitty product, it's not only are you burning that person, they're telling everyone they know. Lusty Claw, I'm looking at you. Um, Right. (laughs) The first thing that came to mind was was Cooperstown Doubleday. 
Oh yeah. Oh my god. I don't know. If... Great bottle. <laughs> great <laughs> bottle. Absolute great marketing. The, but I'm the glad bottle's I worth it, forty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whiskey's ten on it. Well, I mean, we'll we'll leave it there. We did an episode on it. If you want to hear us talk about it, yeah. go there. But um, but yeah, this it's it's very enjoyable. I could see this now. I wouldn't. We talk about having like, would you pair this with like a cigar? I wouldn't probably pair this with a cigar. I don't think there's any flavor. There's not enough sweetness or enough spice to really pull through. The cigar is going to overpower it, personally. Um, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a cigar guy. I, I've smoked them in the past, mm-hmm. and I I love going to cigar bars. But um, that's interesting that you say that because I think that's right. There, there's nothing that there's nothing that's pulling out. It's okay. I would pair this because of the flavor, um, which is why I don't know. I think you made a really good point of I don't think I would mix this because I wouldn't know what to make with it. Like I don't I don't think that I don't think that the flavor. I don't know. I'm thinking maybe an old fashioned, but. Yeah, I think that's the only thing I could make with this, or the only thing that I would go out of my way to make with. Um, it, you know what I have to say, the finish on this is top notch. Um, the way that it sits on the palate, I could sit there and just enjoy the palate. Um, I, could I was gonna say it has it has a long enough finish to where you know it, it's not too long, not too short, but also the flavor behind it is uh, it, it sits so nicely on the palate. I agree with that. Now, when it first hits, it's one that, I mean, we got to be honest here, right? when it first hits, like, wow, that's, it's not acetone. No, no. But there's, not, a, there's a, a lot going on. But... Yeah. It's, it's light. It's almost a thin spice where it, it's really hitting you. But as it smooths over the tongue and it goes down to the finish, you're thinking, man, this is, and, and there's no belch, right? There's no, there's nothing coming right. back up. It's no just bad flavors. Acid reflux or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. And even the, you know, the flavors that you don't pick out don't just come surprising up. But no, I think that it's, um, man, I just want to keep drinking this. This is the problem you have. I do too. It's just good stuff. That is a problem. The the only good thing about it is you could have three, four glasses of this and not fall out of your chair. Yeah. <laughs> because it's 80 proof, yeah. which is a good thing, which I do, I do appreciate. Now, I prefer whiskey between 100 and 110 proof. And I think that's the same for both of these guys. Yeah. Um, but this I could sit there and enjoy and not, you know, you drink a, you know, you drink a crappy whiskey and you just basically try and just get it down. Like you're not yeah. enjoying it. You're just sip, Getting sip, sip, or you're chugging you're, th- you're throwing, it. you're throwing water in it. You're throwing ice in it. You're just trying to finish. Exactly. The, the, yeah. The, yeah. This is not that way. Not at all. Um, honestly, I would argue this is my favorite 40% alcohol I've had to date. Now, Ooh. we what uh, what was the one that we were like intrigued by? I I can't remember. Oh. That, I don't that was that was less than 100 proof. Um I mean, maybe our listeners will be able to uh chime in on that mind us, yeah. And and let us know on uh whiskeybizpodcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com or any of our other social medias which is whiskeybizpodcast uh That's with a it. k. Yeah. There you go. Because <laughs> whiskey comes in casks, plug. and that's like on uh, Instagram and TikTok. For sure. Yeah, I don't. Maybe it was. Was it Bowman Brothers? It might have been actually. Bowman I think Brothers. Eighty-four, eighty-six, something. Uh, is that like Isaac? That. Uh, th- so there is the Isaac, but there's the Bowman Brothers. I think Isaac is aged in port. I'm not that's sure what though. It is. That's what I've got. Okay. I have not had the Isaac 
A Bowman, I think it is. I don't I don't know the exact letters, but it's Bowman Brothers. It's a thirty dollar bottle. It's it's a bit spicier, um, but I think it's ninety proof. Um, honestly, there aren't that many eighty proof bourbons outside of like bottom shelf stuff. Mm-hmm. So like Jim Beam, Jack Daniels, um, Bullet's not even eighty proof. Okay, so it's ninety. I mean, the majority of bourbons are higher proof, but I could argue that you could take this and drink this for a very long period of time and not get tired of it. Whereas if you did the same thing with like a bullet, right? Which based on bottle size, you're looking at bullet and this are about the same price point. Yeah. And you could sip this a lot longer and enjoy it a lot more than like a bullet. Bull- I think bullet's so too. a little spicier. Yeah. And I think also there's something to be said about not necessarily scarcity, but the, I, first of all, I'm a fan of story. Right. And I think we kind of joke, you know, what we said, I think before we hopped on was, and I learned it from these guys. I mean, first of all, these are real down to earth people. Like when you get outside of the corporate distillation world, right outside of your, and I'm not going to mention the names because maybe they'll sponsor us one day, but when you get outside (laughs) of the big four, um, you know, you start finding people who are, they're just like us, man. They'll, they'll go get hammered. Uh, they'll, they'll buy, they buy other people's whiskey. Um, you know, they're, they're people just like us, but they work their ass off to make this product. And, um, I think what you find is that when you know those stories, yeah, it's 30 bucks. Yeah. It's only 80 proof, but nobody else has it on their shelf right now. Um, when your friend comes over, who's the bourbon snob, he doesn't have this and he's going to enjoy it or she's going to enjoy it. So I think there's something to be said about not just the story and how these things are crafted and how they're put together. But the distribution right now is good for us because, you know, for us, we can be snobs and pretend like, you know, we're the only people that have it. Um, (laughs) But I really want them to get out there and and, and they'll soon be in close to 30 states. So you guys will be able, all the, all the people listening will soon be able to get this wonderful, wonderful product. Um, But yeah, even when it does hit the shelves, it's still going to be one of those things that I think will be single label, right? It'll be one bottle, top upper left side of the shelf that people are going to overlook. They're going to bypass, but the people that are smart and, you know, they take their time in the liquor store. They listen to this podcast. Um, they go to TikTok and watch SoCline twerk. They're going to learn <laughs> about whiskey row and they're going to pick it up. And they're going to be like, Holy shit. I'm so glad I bought this. Um, absolutely. Good stuff, man. I mean, there are quite a few bottles if it wasn't for either bourbon TikTok or, you know, social media. Oh, actually, honestly, bourbon TikTok. We'll just stop there, right? Yeah. I've it's had um it is early times bottled in bond. I would have never had that otherwise. Never yeah. seen it, never heard of it, and it's quite incredible. Like it, honestly, so we we told you we recorded an episode right before this. We did Breckenridge High Proof. It was a special episode. It was Devo's Ooh. cask pick. Nice. And we were talking about like comparing bottles and it was funny. I was on a live the other night and someone said early times bottled and bond beat out EH Taylor small batch in a blind taste test. So we decided to do it. it. And uh, two of the three of us picked early times over EH Taylor small batch. So it's, it's crazy when you see these bottles. I mean, price does not mean everything. It doesn't. And look at ancient, ancient age. I can't find that. We can't get this in California. It's crazy. Like I, I I have to drive an hour away from my house to get it, but, but it is around. Um, and even ancient age is all right, but even ancient, ancient age, 
couple splashes of water and uh, maybe a couple of other drinks. And you're thinking, man, this is Blanton's. <laughs> right. Um, it's the same mash. So, though, yeah, right? no, I, yeah. But I do agree that bourbon, the whiskey TikTok, bourbon TikTok, all of the, you know, whiskey related TikToks have just been great. I've loved seeing it. Um, I've learned a lot just being on there, I would like to think. Um, been in bourbon for quite a while and just watching the explosion. Um, yeah. just seeing how many new people are coming on. And what I love about it is the family. I love that that small groups of people getting together and starting these distilleries and they're uncovering stories of family and like the McBrayer. If you can find McBrayer, we'll talk about them at some point. Definitely want to get those guys on. Interesting. But just like you start finding an Iowa legendary rye is another great one that we're working with actually. Um, but you have these families that have these stories and now whiskey is so accessible. Yeah. Um, I think there's, I, I don't know how long this quote unquote fad is going to last, but I hope it lasts a little bit longer. Um, yeah. and I'm okay with the allocation stuff because I think that'll <laughs> die down. I mean, you're, you're thinking a lot of the wellers that, uh, I mean, a lot of these bottles were to your point earlier, were created four years ago, five years ago, six years ago. So and that's not when it was getting really hot. Maybe it was right before bourbon started getting hot, whiskey started getting hot, and now it's hot. It's, I mean, it may be at its peak. I don't know, but it's probably close because it's about as hot as whiskey can get. Yeah, I mean, you have people buying a bottle of E.H. Taylor because it was in a fucking tornado, and they're paying $1,800 for it, and it's no different then the barrel 15, you know, rows down and they're like, right. Oh my God, it's a tornado. Other than, and I'm like, Jesus, we are in peak potato right now, but it's okay. Other than it was brought outside of the warehouse. The warehouse roof was open for, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, it got more sun on it. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm going to roll a barrel outside and it'll be the same effect. Anyway. How many of those uh, people do you like? I'm not hating. I'm not hating. Right. They're great marketers, man. Right. How many of those people you think actually opened that bottle or left it on their shelf unopened just for the story? Well, let me just say, I'm one of those assholes that have that on my unicorn list. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I downplay it, I really, really want it. Um, no, I think I that's the other issue is people don't open them. It, you got to open these bottles, man. You got yeah. to enjoy them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think... It was I've neat. pretty much opened everything that I have. Now I'm trying to catch up because I had the, I'm buying too much to actually be able to drink that much, kind of on that level. But um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think of now most of my bottles are opened. Um, I have a couple that I'd like to buy for like a special occasion and keep them sure closed until that occasion occurs. But other than that, yeah, everything open, everything's opened. A lot of, to your point though, I mean, people have commented on some of my videos and I'm like, Hey, what should I drink? And I show my collection, which isn't that extravagant, but I mean, I have 90 plus bottles, which is more than most, but you know, they're like, wow, at least you drink most of yours. And it's crazy to hear that. It's like, why would you buy something you wouldn't drink? Right. I'm yeah, not trying like to a Ferrari. trade or sell something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why, yeah, why not try buying a Ferrari in the garage, man? Come on. Yeah. Um, so my thoughts on this, I think it's okay to have a couple of sentimental bottles, right? Of course, everybody's got those. And it's funny because this whole dump date and barrel date mm -hmm. became a thing in the past three years. And it's all of a sudden, all these new, I don't want to show my age here, 
But a lot of the millennials, the younger millennials, they just become dads and like, hey, there's a dump date. I'm going to get my kid's birthday. And I'm like, oh, man, that's a great idea. Shit, I'm an old guy with old kids. What am I going to do? That's going <laughs> right. to be like a really expensive bottle. Um, so I think it's a great idea. I just can't find anything, you know, that old. But um, mm-hmm. I do think it's I think it's one of the cool things about this industry is how the industry is adapted. I mean, look, let's we got to give them credit. Um, we got to give the whiskey industry credit. They have adapted to every shift that the consumer has given them. Yeah, and they, they've capitalized true. on it. So we can't complain, I don't think, even though we will. Um, but they have <laughs> adapted to everything. And look at Maker's Mark in the past 10 years. It took them 52 years to release a different product. Right. Crazy. Yeah. And, and now, now they've they release, released three or four. Yeah. They, and now they have like, I just saw a sugar cookie version. I saw a creme brulee version. Someone just sent me a butterscotch version. It's like, what the hell? This is Have crazy. You seen the FAE, the wood finishing series, like the FAE's mm-hmm. 01, so the, yeah. the first bacon, whatever. Um, I just bought two of them. Okay. <laughs> because I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, <laughs> right. And, and I just fell for the marketing, man. <laughs> but like an idiot, fell for the marketing. But, but back, you know, back to the opening, them. I'm going to open them. Um, you know, the point that I was trying to make earlier is there are some things that you, that are sentimental and I understand not opening. My wife and I have a couple of those actually, uh, from the very first time we went to a distillery, we went to Jack Daniels together and okay. growing up in the South, it's Jack Daniels, Jim Beam, Johnny Walker. Like okay. that's the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, right? Outside of Jesus and Elvis. Um, <laughs> You know, Jack Daniels. <laughs> and so that's what we grew up on down here. So the first time we went to a distillery was Jack Daniels. And we bought this really nice commemorative bottle. And we said, well, we'll open this sometime special. 20 years go by. And we didn't open it until our dad passed away. But that bottle meant something. And it was the yeah. best thing Jack Daniels I've ever had in my life. And it's just regular Jack Daniels. But so I think there is something to the sentimental bottles. And I think they, they can be special. But don't make everything on your shelf sentimental. You, you, right. you just Very true. It's too good of a juice that's sitting out there. And trust me, there's bottles, there's barrels right now that are 18 years old that they haven't put in bottles yet. Old bottles are made every day. And I think it was Jimmy Russell that said that. So anyway, that, that's, my, uh, that's my soapbox on uh, why, why you should open everything. Completely agree. Um, Completely agree. Before we get into uh, what... I, I guess we kind of went into what the distiller has to say a little bit. Right? Yeah, I think uh, Chris has a few more points they wanted us or they wanted brought up, but maybe hit on them. I'm not sure yet. But what but, were you going to say? Well, I, I was going to say, Charles. So for for you, is this a dangerous bottle? This is a really good bottle. <laughs> so yes, this is a dangerous <laughs> bottle. I think this would be a dangerous bottle for anyone because yeah. you could like. I could see two or three friends sitting around a Devo loves to say like a bonfire or mm. I would say like watching a game or sitting in the garage watching a movie or just not doing anything and just chatting. And you could easily go through a liter bottle of this with two or three friends. Agreed. Like no question without even realizing it. And then you stand up and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> and then you know you're in trouble that it's going to hurt tomorrow because um, to your point, well, I'm not one of the early millennials, but I'm like on the <laughs> earlier side of the millennials and I don't like being grouped in with the newer millennials, but we won't get into that. Um, 
or the younger millennials, I guess I should say. But we were both this, born in the same year and the same month. So yeah, Devo and I are both I, born I in it. December of '89. So, oh um, my god. Sorry. Oh, no, <laughs> but like this this could be a bottle like you could sit i could have four or five glasses and not even realize i had four or five glasses it's yeah. just that enjoyable and that easy of a sipper now do i want to do that probably i probably shouldn't because the next day hurts i was gonna say but um, for 30 bucks but, but for 30 yeah, bucks <laughs> i was gonna say shouldn't but probably would like that's that's the whole thing about uh behind it yeah you just it's to our point from earlier it's just it's hard to pick out on any of the flavors it's just good i think that's all you can like really well say well balanced kind of complex. charles you used to hit on that all the time it's good yeah like that's that's the best way to talk about this like if you ever see this on your shelf and we'll so we post a picture of this on instagram and then we do a video of it prior to the release date so if anyone's listening check it out. You can see the bottle so that if you ever come across it, you definitely buy it because there's no question you should buy it if you see it. Yeah, that's yeah, I totally agree. Um, and if again, understanding they have another expression called their bottled and bond and being a bottled and bond just, Oh my God, I go any bottled and bond I see, I try to buy them. Um, I'm like a collector of anything bottled and bond and uh, I cannot wait to get my hands on this one. Um, so, but again, distribution for their BIB is only in Kentucky right now. Okay. Um, this 18th century, from what I understand, is going to start in California. So it's going to oh. start with you guys. Okay. Um, and they're actually going to move east, whereas typically whiskeys move west. But they're going to start California and they're going to make their way across 30 states. And from what I understand, they actually just are going to, um, they just signed a deal with Levesque and they're going to, not only the 30 states, uh, Levesque's also going to take them to Hong Kong. Because right That's now cool. in Asia, they are going crazy for American bourbon. Um, we have a few. So, yeah, congrats to those guys. It's going to be awesome to see. Listeners, do you know if they're going to make it to Australia? That's a good question. I'll ask. Well, them. I mean, it's Asia. So, right. <laughs> like, I feel like Asia and Australia kind of get clumped together in an odd way. Um, maybe that's just because I'm a golfer and there's an Asian Australian tour. That's probably <laughs> why I'm thinking of that. Um, okay, let's ignore what I just said. Um, we okay. won't chop it out, but we'll hear what I said. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this, that's interesting that it's starting on the West coast, but I, I literally, I'll, I'll always have a bottle of this on my shelf. We'll say that we'll start there. But once, once we, once we find it on the shelves for us to be able to purchase as well, yes. I mean, we have this bottle, but at the same time, like once we actually, I don't think it's going to last long diva. <laughs> no, 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 it probably won't. Um, so before we hop into like our reviews, did was ratings. there anything else? Ratings. Sorry, I always say that wrong. Our ratings. Is there anything else that you that the distiller wants you to hit on on this bourbon or on their lineup in general? Um, I mean, I would just simply say that um, not really. I think we've covered most of it. Just to kind of give you an idea of how you know how these guys have grown. I believe these guys have done it the right way because they've gone back and. You know, everybody right now, I don't want to say everybody, most of your newbies believe that you can't drink a blended bourbon. There's some sort of stigma out there with a blend. But I think the people that have been in it long enough understand that blends can be amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what I love about Whiskey Row is that they're showing that it can be amazing because the shipping port version, which I'm going to get you guys a bottle of, and I'm and I'll 
get that. I'll get on that Monday. Appreciate um, it. Because as much as you enjoy this, I will say this is still right now in the last five years, the best bourbon I've had hands down over anything that I've had. And it's a blended bourbon and it's blended, um, I think three or four different distilleries. Oh, wow. Okay. But it's, but it's the reason I say that is because the reason, the reason you see this whole whiskey row and kind of the whole backstory is that's the way bourbon was made. They used to grow damn good corn in Pennsylvania, damn good rye, um, up in Maryland. And they would blend this stuff because as they were shipping their distillate South, it would stop in Kentucky along whiskey row. And those distillers would buy those barrels and blend those with their bourbon, which at the time, you know, didn't call bourbon, but they would blend all this together and make just great whiskey. And so when they say they're going back to these old recipes, that's exactly what they're doing. So that's what I really like about these guys is they've kind of ignored this whole stigma. And I don't know if you guys sense it, but I definitely do this whole stigma around drinking a blend. It's like, agreed. if you leave blends out of your life, you're missing half of bourbon. Um, so no, I'm just a big point. fan of this brand. I've had some bad blends, but there are a lot of great ones. I think Bardstown, yeah. Bardstown Distilling, they're one of the big ones that hits blends from all over. Yeah. Like the Bardstown series and the Bardstown Fusion, which is their cheapest version, is quite amazing. And that's a blend from four different distilleries, I believe, or yeah. three different, it's four different batches from three different distilleries. And it's an incredible. And I think. You just can't be limited in your mindset on what you'll drink regardless. Well, and it kind of goes back to how we started this podcast where we almost look down upon people who put ice in their uh, whiskey or put yep. a little bit of water in their whiskey. And now we're like, you know what? Hell, just drink it how you how you like your whiskey. Like it, it, it kind of goes to that. Purpose, right? What's your purpose behind it? And this is where I tried, you know, I try to be all inclusive I don't drink my whiskey ever with Coke. I don't drink it with Mountain Dew. I don't drink it on any other cocktail. At the same time, I am not going to shit on somebody because they earned their money. They went to the store. They picked it off the shelf. They purchased it. They came home and they drank it. Now, I will have a conversation with them <laughs> and say, I, 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 you drink it however you want to drink it. But just drink it with me one time and see if it's any different. And that's okay if they don't like it. I think it also depends on your purpose. I think right. most of the people that are coming along now, within the past three, four, five years, they're drinking it because they want to try it in something new. They just want to get into the industry. And I am totally cool with that. And if it takes ice to get you into this industry, put ice on it. If it takes Mountain right. Dew, put Mountain Dew in it. For me, I drink it to learn. I drink it to journal because I myself like to distill. And so my reason behind why I do what I do is as valid as your reason is for why you drink it the way you drink it. And so I will always drink it neat. I will always put a little splash of water in it because I'm a nerd. I'll turn around and write it down in my journal. <laughs> and then when I go distill my own product, I'll think, okay, did mine taste any? What did mine taste like? But um, no, I totally agree with you. You gotta be totally, in, you gotta be all inclusive with this. But I think us old guys, need to be a little bit more forgiving. Um, 
you know, I don't like some of the verbiage that's out there that some of the old guys are using, calling people taters and shit like that. I think it's stupid. I think it just, I think it shuts doors to people. Right. I want more people in this industry. Do I like allocations? If I was a distiller, hell yeah, because I'm making a ton of money. As a buyer, no, I hate them. But what I love about, I, I want more people to drink whiskey. I want more people on whiskey TikTok. I want more people doing reviews and lives. Yeah, we see the same reviews all the time. But if somebody new can see, if you've been living under a rock, you haven't seen an Eagle Rare review, but right. <laughs> if one more person does an Eagle Rare review, okay, I guess I'll take it. But you know, I love the more people that come to this, the better, because it's going to throw more dollars into this industry, more people like Whiskey Row and Kentucky Artisans Distillery and Old Fourth Bottled and Bond are going to continue to pop up. And it's for us, we just get to sit back and enjoy. Um, exactly. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what all the the hubbub is about. Let people drink however the hell they want to drink it as long as they're drinking it. Um, yeah, I think the only totally thing, so I learned this more with scotch um, back when I was starting to drink whiskey in general. So this was about nine years ago. I was into scotch. I enjoyed scotch. And they were talking about how to drink scotch. And they were always big on you'd use water to open up the flavor yeah. or to bring out the flavor profile, better differentiate the flavors. But if you use ice, ice dulls your palate. Yep. And that's something that I don't think a lot of people realize, which in essence makes it easier to drink for some. Yeah. The proof goes, or yeah. because it, it kills your, it kills some of your taste buds and they Absolutely. can't, you don't get everything out of it. So it's kind of a, it, it's a balance, right? Like if you do yeah. cool down your alcohol, like if you put it in the freezer, it won't freeze, but it's going to cool it down to where it's not going to taste. You aren't going to get everything out of it. Not as and that's the, that's the one reason yeah. why I'm not a big fan of putting your whiskey over ice, but I think you can do a lot of other things to it. If you make an old fashioned out of it, old fashioned just enhances the flavors of the whiskey. Now that does have ice in it. So people might slap me for yeah. saying those two things. In a row, but like, I think it's, it's, that's just something that a lot of people don't realize when they're agreed. They, they think it's just going to water it down and eventually it does. But look at it this way. Do you drink Coors light, warm or cold? You drink it as cold as possible because Absolutely. it's piss. Yeah. And, and the reason you drink it so cold is so it goes over your taste buds as it, as quickly as possible right. and you get drunk. That's why you drink Coors Light. When you're drinking a, a whiskey and your purpose is to get hammered, buy the cheapest one you can and put ice on it. It'll go down so much smoother. Yeah, absolutely. And I do see people buying this big, you know, ice thing that, that makes this big gigantic ball of ice and they and they tell me, well, it, it melts slower and you get less water. I'm like, the water's not the problem. It's the cold. <laughs> All right. So water's not the concern I have with this gigantic nine ounce ball of you know ice you have in your two ounces of whiskey. Right. It's the cold. It's how you're bringing it below room temperature. And that's just, I don't oh. care if people are going to like this. That's not how bourbon was invented. That's not how whiskey was made to enjoy. So no, no, you're water's supposed to totally have, okay with it. Yeah. You're supposed to have the Clint Eastwood type of look <laughs> yeah you're supposed to sprout a couple of hairs on your chest <laughs> right but again we, we say all this to say for those of you that put ice in it i completely understand why i would just ask the simple question is this are you putting ice in it 
because you want to just drink it as fast as possible and just, just get drunk? Are you putting ice in it because you think it's a water problem? Um, I would encourage you to, if you're one of the people that put ice in it because you think it dilutes it and that's the only thing it's doing to the whiskey, I would encourage you to stop and just put room temperature water in it. Yeah, um, that's a good point. So it, it, really look at what your purpose is. If you're somebody who is trying to journal and really understand the nuances of whiskey, I hate to break it to you. At some point, you're going to have to stop putting ice in it. Um, to really, because honestly with bourbon and bourbon's the only whiskey you can do this with bourbon is the only whiskey that has a two to one or a one to one ratio. And I learned this from master distillers early on that if you have two ounces of bourbon, you can put up to two ounces of water in it and you will still pull flavors out of it. You cannot do that with scotch. You can't do it with a malt. You, you can't do it with American whiskey. So that's what I love about bourbon. That's why I think it's so versatile. And honestly, I think that's why so many people are just attracted to it. There's just so many things you can do with it. Well, to me, bourbon's the most flavorful alcohol. I'll go that far. You're going to start a fight, dude. There's I a am. Scotch guy right now. It's gonna, <laughs> I can just feel it. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I'll take it. But I think dollar for dollar in the U.S., right? You I was about to look for my Balvini. Where's my Balvini? Right. I was, but, but now in, in Scotland, it could be the opposite or Europe. It could be opposite where, you know, scotch is a lot cheaper than bourbon, but dollar yeah. for dollar in the U S 90% of the bottles that you can find under $30 in the U S that aren't the lowest of the low are going to be bourbon. Agreed. Like, you know, if you take a $30 bottle of bourbon in the U S you can compare it to a $30 bourbon of scotch. 90% of them are going to be better. The quality is better because you don't have tariffs. You don't have shipping. I mean, you still have shipping, but you don't have to ship overseas. Yeah. And, and, and in all honesty, in Ireland, you have to age your whiskey a lot longer than you do in Kentucky. And if yeah. you, we, we push it a lot. There's the show neat. I think it's the story Maybe. of bourbon or yeah. uh, uh, the documentary direct. documentary. Yeah. Um, it, I believe it's still on Hulu. I haven't seen it for a while, but yeah, it's, I think it's still on Hulu. I think so. But if anyone's listening and hasn't seen that, it's a great story and it kind of explains why bourbon's the way that it is. You don't have to age bourbon as long as you have to age scotch or Canadian whiskey to get the same effect just because of the seasonality. Well, true. But if you were to take a barrel of uh, new age down to Venezuela, it would be as good, right? So yeah, it's totally True. about where they're, where, where that barrel is sitting. Um, 10 years, 12 years in scotch is the way we look at a two year. If, you, right. if you're sitting in Scotland right now and you're like, oh, that's a 12 year, get out of here. Right. Because they're drinking 24 year and above. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I totally agree that you bring a 12 year over here, especially people that are new to the bourbon world and they see a four year bourbon and then they see a 12 year scotch and it's $50. Like, holy shit, I got to buy it. And they're disappointed. Mm -hmm. um, not only for the peat that's in it, but, you know, it's just a different profile completely. Um, but 12 year I think you're right. 12 year scotch, four year bourbon. And honestly, the, the price right there is in the barrel. <laughs> you know, the price is on the property right. sitting in the inventory. Um, 
but yeah, I'm, again, I am a fan of bourbon, but I'm also a big fan of scotch. But you're right. The value dollar for dollar, I think you nailed it. You, you cannot touch the value. I don't think you can touch the value of American whiskey either. I think there's some damn good American whiskey. True. They not have the flavor of bourbon, but they're a lot smoother than a lot of bourbons. Yeah. So again, it just really depends on what you're going after. Very true. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big Jack fan, which is Tennessee whiskey. Um, my, wife, my wife will cut you if she hears uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, um, I, so I was going to joke sorry, with you sorry. earlier when you were saying that, you know, I better not say anything bad on the air because they may sponsor us later. I'm pretty sure I've burned any bridges with Maker's Mark and Jack Daniels so far. God damn it. <laughs> so, uh, listen, I just want Jack Daniels and Maker's Mark to understand. You are I'm not, not affiliated. <laughs> I'm a Jack Daniels squire, so you know I have to like them. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's fine. I think they're uh, Jack Daniels well, makes well, a lot any, of good above gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, I think gentlemen's good. Yeah. Um, I, and I there are a lot of others out there, and I haven't had a lot of their higher end stuff, like the single barrels, the single barrel rye. I've heard is incredible. I haven't had that. But just Jack Daniels, like, as it in the black label square bottle, it it's a little to me it's overpriced. But that's yeah. me. Just like Maker's Mark, I don't like Maker's Mark. I'm not a big fan. I don't think it's that great for being yeah. double the price of Jim Beam. It is weeded. It is, but that's just my my point, or that's my feeling. Um, but yes, I mean. Let's, there are so many good whiskeys. Let, let's bring it on back to our ratings before yes. we, we yes. Get let's too do that far, before I for, burn any other <laughs> sponsors in the future. Um, so yeah. we we have adjusted our ratings, Chris. I don't know if I, I know you've listened, yeah. But we've adjusted it to do point two five because we felt like it was too hard to do zero to five by point five increments. Sure. Without starting to duplicate. So really, ideally, we probably should have done out of 10. But we started out of 5. So okay, um, Let's go out of 7. Just at, just out of 7. Or <laughs> something brand new. All right. All right. What's your rating of this one then? I'm really curious to hear this. Um, so out of 5 with 0. 0.25 increments. Uh, Charles, you're, you're back. Oh, shit. <laughs> is it, is it yeah. overall? Or is this overall nose, taste, just overall? Yeah, we do yeah, overall, overall, like start to finish. Than, yeah. Okay. Um, we try and keep it simple. We could break it out by nose, palate, finish, but sure, we do sure. it just your overall, overall, overall thoughts rating. of it. Yeah. Uh, I give this a 4.75. Oh, wow. Wow. That's, wow. One, of, yeah. that's one of Charles's highest rating. Wow. No, not, well, I mean, because I compared this to Woodford and. You, I like this more than Woodford. Holy yeah, you shit. gave Woodford a four point five and a Woodford double wow. up to five. So those that's yeah. that's quite high praise. And to be honest, anything over I mean, at a forty percent now Woodford double oaked is what forty four percent. So it's and it's not, sixty dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, we can get it at forty at Costco. So Oh nice. Uh, yeah, it's kinda hard to pat you can't beat Woodford double oaked at forty bucks. I, I don't think I don't think you can. No, um, I can't. What's that? I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. That's it's a one it's a great whiskey at that price. Um so why? Let's go there. Uh because it's like I don't know, just the flavor and the complexity, but it's like well balanced. But it's good for someone that's wanting to get into bourbon. Now, 
Charles, you've talked poorly about whiskeys that were too easy to drink. Now you could argue this is too easy to drink. <laughs> yes, for me, but I'm but thinking... you're thinking overall like it does like it still can fit that four point seven five for you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that up because you have brought up that some of the other whiskeys the rest of us enjoyed you didn't enjoy as much because it was too easy to drink. So I bring that up as a positive for whiskey row. Right. Now I am. Now they are not paying him. They are not they are paying not. him. No. <laughs> right. Exactly. Very now, clear about that. Up to this date, we are not sponsored by any specific distillery. And I don't know if we could ever be sponsored by a specific distillery because we're too uh, honest. We're too <laughs> honest. And we're, you know, it's good. We're assholes, not, we're assholes, I guess, yes. is the best yes. way to say it. Because we'll tell you how we feel. I mean, some people consider it assholes. Some people consider it to be honest. Um, just depends on where you are. I'm going to give this four and a half stars just because yep. it is extremely solid. Now, I'm not... Well, actually, I haven't given it over four and a half stars. So that's my highest rating. But it's... I could drink this all day. Like, if I saw this on the shelf and I was out, there's no question it would go in my cart uh, or in my hand if I wasn't at a place with a cart. Um, that's how it would be. It just I would always have this on my shelf for two reasons, for myself as well as anyone that comes in because, to your point, not many people will have this. Yeah. And not many people will have it for a while because, I mean, look at like uh, some people may fight me on this, but Smoke Wagon. Smoke wagon's been around for a while, but they just got popular this year because it takes time. Same thing with Yellowstone. Yes. So it's uh, this is phenomenal. There's there's just so much going on and it's so smooth. Uh, Chris, I feel bad. We should have gone with you first, but I feel like we have to go with Devo now. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Go with Devo. Yeah. I'll go last. <laughs> so for me, I'm I'm in between a four and a half and a four point seven five. I'm teetering more towards a 4.75 one because of the price two because you know what it's such a good sipper for the proof and at the same time like you can uh, we've gone through about half of the bottle already <laughs> in this tasting yeah and i i feel like that speaks volumes on this thing uh, on on this whiskey itself like uh like i want to finish what I have in my glass and pour myself another and the bottle, uh, like the marketing amazing. So like yeah. I I'm, I'm going to go with the 4.75 on the fact that like tastes amazing, goes down smooth. The new drinkers can definitely enjoy this. Uh, the ones like my, I feel like my wife who has become slightly a whiskey snob because of me she has um, and <laughs> she would she would have really enjoyed this one and and be able to drink like three three of my pours a night right. for this one i think the nice thing about this is you could give it to someone who prefers higher proof and they would enjoy it as long as you don't tell them the proof if you told them the proof Agreed. they would never drink it i think it's got that right amount of burn at the top end to make them think that this is 100 I yeah. Agree. If, yeah. If it's my turn, let, let me just do a quick preface. I will Important. say this. Um, I am not swayed by a sponsorship either. I think these guys have been phenomenal with to me 
personally. Uh, they've sent me bottles to try. They've sent us these bottles. And um, just so it's all clear out there, they sent us these bottles, no cost. Um, but I will say this, I get a little wrapped up in the, in the people. I've met them. I, I know the guys that work this. I get a little wrapped up in the story. So for me, it's hard to go anything low. I don't do ratings. So are you guys going to force me to do a rating no, today? No, 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 no. no. It's we, hard because- We won't force you yeah, to if you we, don't no, no, no. like it. I'll say this. I do want to get you their other stuff because this is great. This is a really solid pour. If I were to be completely non-biased here, um, the way I typically try to tell people is if you see it on the shelf, is this something I would buy? Is it something I would pass up? Is it something I would hunt? This is something I hunt, Okay. This Absolutely. is something that I have friends that go to Kentucky. Now, as is, is, is much as I am, am in gray, if you will, I just have a really good relationship with, with these guys up there, but it's not one where I'm asking them for shit every day. I'm just, A, not that type of person. I don't want to ask them for anything. So anytime I have friends that are in Kentucky, I say, listen, if you get by Kentucky Artisans Distillery, please buy me a bottle of the whiskey rose shipping port. Now that they have this, I'm going to ask them the same thing. So that is the longest preface in the world for me to say, if someone were to have given me this, if I were over at a friend's house and I'm in Georgia and they had this bottle and I were to drink this, I'll say, where can I get this? And they tell me it's in Kentucky. I would probably do everything in my power to reach out and get this bottle. Whether it's contact the distillery and tell them I'll pay shipping, I'll do anything to get it. Whether it's drive up there on an occasion, maybe. For me, this is a hunt. This is one of those bottles that I think you go hunt. It's not unicorn status by any stretch. It doesn't have to be. But it's one of those to where if you are going to go up to Kentucky and you're going to do the bourbon trail, you're just passing through. I highly recommend you go a little bit off the beaten path. You go to Kentucky Artisan Distillery, you're going to meet some damn good people. You're going to see Jefferson's, how they're, you know, how they're bottling that and how they're barreling that. Um, and then you're going to be able to pick up their house bourbon, which can compete with 99% of the stuff that's on the shelf out there. For all of you people in California, when this hits your state, go buy it. I would tell everyone right now that's listening, no matter what state you're in, Go to Kentucky Artisan, sign up for the, sign up for their newsletter. Just try to stay on top of the news on this one and go pick up this bottle. Absolutely. Uh, that's are my they, rating. Are, are they going into any of the competitions? Do you know? What was that? Uh, any of the, like, I don't know. The, so there's like the San Francisco World Spirits oh, competition. Oh, I don't know. There's that's the Los Angeles whiskey competition. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I completely agree. So just to kind of give an idea of our ratings, like three is the lowest that we would probably drink. Um, yep. Anything below a three, we're pretty much going to be shooting or <laughs> not drinking buying. if we're or like, bring, if that's it, bring and they only have like, just leave. But. Like if all the, all they have left is vodka and then this, <laughs> um, then you'll drink it. Um, a four is like something you'd consistently have on your shelf. And then a five would be something you would be looking for all the time. Like there's no I'll question. This, then. this shipping port that they make is a five. Okay. Okay. I like you, it. You, you pay. Like it. it doesn't matter what they ask. You just pay for it. Um, <laughs> I like that. Just here's my money. Seriously. You say, here's my credit card number. Guys, 
just, I expect it to be at my house next week. <laughs> and, uh, I'm all for and, it. And you enjoy it. But I got to say this for me, being on ounce number five and six here, um, <laughs> I just can't stop pouring this, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it no, just, something about it. Something about it for sure. There really is. It's, you know, I think we've had one or two episodes where we've gone through a full 750 milliliter bottle. And that was because there were, we're not five yet, of us. Are we? No, no, not yet. But there That's were funny. five of us, and we also were trying to figure out how to make it good. <laughs> like it was <laughs> not good. That was that. Yeah. There were two of those Wait, are actually. You, were you talking about America? Or? Oh shit! You had to say it. it. We aren't getting sponsored sorry. by them either. Sorry. <laughs> Darn it. Are you talking about Jesse James? Have you done that one yet? No. no. Oh, Jesse I've heard, James. That I've sounds... heard bad things. That's oh. yeah. Well, the yep. look is all I need. Um. You don't have to say anything. Um, yeah, I will say America has a good start. It just seemed like it was rushed. Yeah, and we it, said that back in the episode. We yeah, aren't trashing it, on it, them. It was complex, but they needed to age it a little bit longer. It was just too young. That was that was the big. Was it two year? Uh, uh, minimum, minimum of six months. Yeah. Oh, it was a six month. Okay. Yeah. So it. I. I think. Have you had a thirty day yet? I've got no. one for you. Have you had a 30 day? No. Was it aged in like mini casks? It wasn't even that. I don't believe it. it. Well, it may have been a 30 gallon. Okay. But it's made here in Georgia, in Dillard, Georgia. And uh, I'll have to, I'm not going to say the name, um, but I will, I'm going to get you guys some handshakes of it. Interesting. You're going to be surprised. Okay. All right. I'm all for it. I mean, now, of course, that's something interesting to bring up to the listeners is some places are starting to barrel in smaller barrels. Yeah. yeah. So the aging does not necessarily equate because if you get, for example, you get one of the tiny mini barrels, you can put white dog in there and you have one. I have one, but mine uh, shrank up. Oh, do you have a little? Yeah. yeah, it shrank up. Which? Oh, Ooh. I, saw, I, don't, I don't know if you guys are getting a glare on this, but let me a little bit. Not too bad. You're good. Uh, uh, it's well, okay. So anyway, so you have here. Those look pretty dark, right? They look dark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Um, to your point, and we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, to your point, they are going to smaller barrels. And what uh, another good thing that I would tell any new listener or any age listener who just doesn't really understand how the production, because there's plenty of people that drink whiskey and bourbon. They just don't understand right. like, really how it's made. Um, people are judging. They're like, Oh, well, it's a straight, it's two year. And, but okay, well, hold on a second. What did they age it in? Was it a 30 gallon barrel? Was it an 18 gallon barrel? Because while you may not be pulling all the tannins out, we may be pulling all the esters out. You're not stripping that out for what it's worth it's still equivalent to four, five, six year um, as far as getting some of the vanillins out and things like that. It'll still be a little thin, but it's going to be a good whiskey if you understand how it's aged. Right. If it's one year in a 53 gallon barrel, all right, it's not taking advantage of that barrel at all. Yes. Right. So I would tell people don't discount right now. And here's why you don't discount it. Don't discount right now the age statement. Um, because typically if you do that, you're comparing it to the way they did it in the eighties and nineties. I think now there's so many, there's so many people who are just so smart in this industry. They're putting science behind this, that they're able to take 
a two year and blend it and make it better than anything that was sitting on, you know, warehouse age. So yeah, I would say, be careful about, you know, just judging based on the age statement, which is probably why so many people have dropped the age statement. Shit. I still like age I, statements. I mean, I, True, I, I was yeah. going to say, I, I do too. I, I mean, I'm a, for a daily drinker, I'm a Knob Creek nine year, yeah. but that's me. I like the Knob Creek. I also like the George Dickel nine year, which is sitting, I just, and this is, this is just my office collection because it gets uh -huh. conversations started with people, you know, <laughs> for right. sure. I go down, I, next time we do this, I'm going to shoot it downstairs in the basement. But my whole point <laughs> oh, of, of, right. of showing you this was because this is only, which again, sorry for the reflection. You know, I, we get the color. Yeah. We can see but the color. This is um, 60 days in a one gallon barrel that, that so, I'm aging okay. here. Um, uh, what was the uh, charge? So don't be fooled by the color. What's that? Uh, what was it? We're we're wanting to get into that where it's uh figuring out the uh, chard how the chard level oh the chard levels but he's talking about so one gallon barrel so that's almost like those mini barrels that you'd see that you'd buy at like the local county fair do not do that no let me stop you right okay. there good sir <laughs> um so I have um the barrel is 50% of your flavor. Okay. So do not, do not buy a barrel off of Amazon. Oh I, yeah. Listen, I've scoured Amazon. Don't buy a barrel made in China. Don't buy a barrel that they sell. There's no single barrel that's made on Amazon right now that you can buy that can touch this one gallon barrel that I buy because you buy from a real cooperage. And if you go to, and the only people that you can find this from right now is Mile High Distilling. They're not sponsoring me. They haven't told me to say this, but if you go to milehighdistilling.com and you want a one, two, three, or five gallon, they're the people to go to. Okay. If you want a five gallon, 10 gallon, 15 gallon, I can give you somebody else. And I just ordered a five gallon. It's sitting downstairs. I can't wait to fill it. But the importance of that is this. If you're just getting into this and you really want to learn about this, Go to milehighdistilling.com and watch their video on barrels. This guy blew my mind. He took one of those that you're talking about, one of those little barrels that had the tiny ass little bands on it with a little nice little spigot, and it's got your name engraved on it and all this other bullshit. He took that thing apart and it wasn't charred. Maybe 25% of it was charred. It, it There was just charcoal. It was just, they're terrible barrels. So if you're, if you're really serious, and I think people should get into this more because this, this just brings you so much closer to whiskey, buy a barrel. It's 145 bucks. It's worth every damn penny. Interesting. And, and if they want to know more, how can they get a hold of you? Don't. I'm busy. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. I love all you guys. So I'm on TikTok all the time, but I'm at SoakLine. Also, SoakLine.com. Um, and you can get a hold of me there. Nice. But if, yeah, seriously, if anybody wants to learn about this stuff, man, I will nerd about it all day. You can follow me on TikTok, tiktok.com, obviously, slash at Soakline. Um, and, I'm, and I will talk distilling with you all day long. But uh, barrels, I'm sorry, I, I'll get off my soapbox. I, if if my my goal in life right now is to stop people buying those shitty barrels, because that is where For sure. half of your flavor is coming from. I actually, so the barrel that I have is from, oh my God. Heaven Hill. Nope. Nope. Uh, no. God, I'm drunk. Um, yeah, that just tells you how good Whiskey Row is. 
It's from, it's the one from Seattle. It's right there. Woodenville. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Woodenville. So I Good got stuff. the barrel. So basically it was a package you bought from Woodenville. You got three bottles of white dog or four bottles of three set. No, I think it was two bottles of 750 white dog and you mm-hmm. got a, um, a barrel and that's how I aged mine. Now Dude, I know that's awesome. I know that one is charred because the alcohol came out a completely different color than white <laughs> or clear. So when you're done with it, mm-hmm. um, now obviously you're going to keep reusing it, but reuse it five, six, seven times. I mean, you can use those one gallon. Is it a one gallon? It's, I believe a one gallon. Yes. Use a one, you can use a one gallon up, you know, eight, nine, 10 times if you take care of it. Right. If mm-hmm. it doesn't dry up on you. Yeah. It dried um, up on me. Well, we'll dry up honest. on you, tear it apart. Yep. <laughs> tear it apart. And if you clean the outside of it, tear them apart, break them down. They're great smoking chips. Interesting. Use it for your barbecue smoker. Oh. Um, send them through a shredder, like soak it in water for a week, and then take it out, let it dry, and you, they're going to be fantastic. Perfect. Um, but that's what I tell people to do with their old barrels is smoke with them. Okay. I have an old uh, wild turkey barrel in the backyard <laughs> too. <you> go. <laughs> Sounds like that's a new plan for it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, but yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, yeah, no, I would never recommend someone buy a small barrel off of Amazon and use that for aging any sort of white. Don't dog. do it. Yeah, no, don't do would, it, man. Especially if it's your own brew. Like if you're doing your own stuff, don't do it. Um, yeah, just just fork out the money and go get one that you can reuse. That's got really thick staves. That's actually charred. That's got the real heavy, real you know, eighth inch thick steel bands. Uh, that's where you want to be. Definitely, definitely. So usually at this point we'd hop into a topic, but we haven't. Been what if we're not touched? I, I mean, we've <laughs> talked about everything. Um, I don't think usually it's split between the tasting and the topic, but I think we just kind of made the tasting and the topic into one thing the whole time. Um, it's been incredible chatting with you and learning about whiskey row about Kentucky artists and distillery. Um, there's no question if I go to Kentucky, I will be, um, going to there, uh, because it's incredible. I don't know if there's anything else you need to hit on or Devo's trying to tell me something. Devo, just tell me. No, no, it's fine. Go for <laughs> it. Go ahead and type it if you need to. I don't know what you're doing. Um, this is fun. I, I, I like watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm entertained too. I don't even know what's going on. Stay in your lane, Rob. I'm just kidding. Um, stay on topic. So the... Yep. Go ahead, Diva. Well, I, I was just going to say, like, if, if you guys want to chat with us or, you know. Get in touch with us? You already hit yeah. up our uh, Instagram and TikTok, Diva. Yeah. You're drunk. I am. Um, I am. So that's, that's that just That's speaks where we to, are at That just speaks row. to keep risky going row. with Risky Row. Risky. Um, it's <laughs> Risky Row. Risky Row. Same way Scooby-Doo would say it. Um, <laughs> whiskey Row. Uh, I like how you're staying hydrated, though. That's smart. Yeah. Where'd yours go, Diva? You need more of this. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, yeah, the, yeah, the shit. Devo threw me so, off with his, uh, his soberness. Um, I am not sober, but at the same time, <laughs> do you want me to just 
ended out. <laughs> Chris, did you have anything yeah. else you wanted to chat about? I mean, look, I appreciate you guys. This has been fun. We have to do this more often. If you'll have me Absolutely. back, I would love to come Absolutely. back on. Uh, because we can, we, you know, we'll bore the shit out of people with distilling and uh, and all right. that fun stuff. But um, I definitely want to say uh, real quick, thanks to everyone at Whiskey Army who um, kind of, you know, trusts me in uh, representing the brand. I hope I've done okay uh, by you guys and all of our creators. But uh, yeah, man, so just uh, really excited to be on here. It's been fun. I think you do a great job. Actually, I do have one question for you. Sure. What got you into bourbon? Oh, Basil Hayden. Um, oh, really? That was wow. the first bottle. Yeah, 1998. It's when they had the uh, eight-year statement on it. Wow. Um, that was the first. I just, honestly, I, I walked into a liquor store. I had just turned 21. Uh, that eight, that dates me. And I uh, just turned, just walked into a liquor store and just walking around, didn't know anything but Jack Daniels, which is, of course, Tennessee whiskey, I understand, before right. anybody starts sending me hate mail. <laughs> I, like, I want to try something different. And um just I, I saw the Basil Hayden sitting there with this paper label and this this copper band mm-hmm. and uh, just picked it up and started from there. So that that got me into bourbon. And, you know, when you're younger, you typically find something you like and you just stick with it, which is funny because typically the younger you are, the more you experiment. But the older you get, the more you experiment when it comes to whiskey and bourbons. And True. so um, that's really the first thing that got me into whiskey. And. I would say it was probably five, six, seven years later, I really started to say, okay, I I think I could make this something because, I mean, let's be honest, back even then, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, it's still whiskey had this stigma of being an old white man, you know, sitting in a corporate boardroom. And I was in this industry of selling to doctors and such, and that's kind of what they were on scotches and they were on these really high end bourbons. And so- I kind of just made it part of my life to get to know it. Um, I don't know if I would have done it outside, you know, if it hadn't been for work, but it just kind of evolved from there. So, uh, yeah, that's really what got me into it. And now here we are with So Klein and Whiskey Row and crazy people. Yeah, no kidding. Um, But yeah, this is, I I don't even, I'm so shaken by this whiskey. Because if you had told me, so... I, when this bottle first came in, I saw it. I'm like 40 proof. Uh Oh, that was the first thought I had Yeah, because that's usually the thought I have. It's that's how it is. I mean, 40 proof is Jim beam, Jack Daniels. Like it's the stuff you mix. Like yeah. that's what it is. This is not like that. It's so not like that. There's so much flavor and I know I can't pour another glass because I actually have to function after this, but like every little last drop you want to have, you want to keep going. You do good. Yeah, exactly. But Chris, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. We love what you're doing with SoCline with whiskey army. It's awesome. It's a great scene like whiskey grow in the community and finding those ways to help it grow. And we feel like you've done a great job about that. Yeah. And man, I really appreciate that. The whole, you know, the whole whiskey army thing just came about and and I, and I love that you guys are participating as well. And I, I get asked all the time, like what specifically is whiskey army? And it started just out of TikTok. (laughs) And I know we're in our thirties and forties talking about TikTok, but 
you know, I, I've just, again, you twerk and you get a shitload <laughs> right. of followers. But uh, I, for me, the reason I started Whiskey Army was just simply, I wanted a way to connect brands with the regular person. Hope no one takes offense Blue to that, color? but most of us aren't that special. And so, right. So the regular person who is really, we are the backbone of this industry. It is not the whiskey snob. Sorry. Completely they're right. not the backbone of this industry. It's the guy who walks in and buys Jack Daniels every single Saturday. It's the lady who goes in and buys whatever her you know cocktail mix is. Those are the people that are really the backbone of this industry. And I think they're starting to wake up and they're starting to realize, man, there's a lot more to this industry. And so when I, when I started Whiskey Army, it was simply to put these regular people who are passionate about their whiskey in front of the brands that, that they should be in front of. And I feel like we're just at this perfect crossroads of brands like Whiskey Row, brands like Rock Filter. I mean, brands that, that are all um, Iowa Legendary Rye, all of these family brands and that are up and coming, we're at this perfect crossroads of connecting those types of brands with the people who will fall in love with their product, but they'll do it authentically. It's going to be genuine. And so when I created the Whiskey Army program, it was first not to be a social click. Okay. We're not a social click. We're not a membership club. We're not a Facebook raffle group or anything like that. It's for people who are passionate about bourbon or any other type of whiskey and who happen to be creators. And I want to connect those brands with those creators. And so far, it, it's very obvious that there's a need for this because brands right now, they're answering when I knock on the door. And it just seems like we're getting sponsorship after sponsorship after sponsorship right now. And, uh, but I feel like we're doing it honestly. I feel like we are, what we're doing behind the scenes that people don't see, the process that we put the brands through, the process that we put our creators through, it really filters out the people, the bullshit from, from the people who truly enjoy the product. So if you do see any Whiskey Army creator out there talking about a product, it's because they love it, period. There's nothing bought and paid for here. So and it's just been a crazy ride over the past three months. I can't believe it's been that long, but um, yeah, it's been fun. And I've right, got to meet definitely. you guys. So yeah, no, it's it's really cool, and that's it's a great way to go about a business or go about connecting the business to a creator, and that's awesome. It's it's hard to find nowadays yeah. because you see so many creators just pushing a brand because they paid them twenty grand or whatever they paid them flat. Listen, if I had a nice ass and, and great boobs, I would be selling uh, I was, I was myself say, right you, now you were, to the highest bidder. You would be bidder. twerking right now. You'd have an OnlyFans. Is that, is that what you're saying? <laughs> right now. <laughs> However, as much as I love my creators, there's not many of us right. they can pull not that, that I off. love my body. But <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've seen my body naked. I know where my limitations are. Um, but I'll say no. I, yeah, it's we are definitely not out for the highest bidder. If Maker's Mark comes calling, we'll entertain them. Don't get me wrong. But my hunt right now is for people That's you've awesome. never heard of. It's for bottles that you don't have on your shelf right now. It's the McBrayers. It's the Whiskey Rose. It's the ILRs. It's the Rock Filters. It's the, you know, it's these people that you've never heard of because I want, because those are real people 
that have real families who are really, they put their life's fortune on the line to do something that let's be honest, you and I would both cut off a left arm right now to go do. Um, and and I just respect the shit out of those people. I think it's absolutely no, I, I completely agree with that being said, uh, Devo, did you have something you're holding something? I don't know if you're going to say something. Uh, well, yes, I'm, I'll just say, keep it neat friends. Woo. Yeah.